what Nelson asked for before he passed away. It's in a paper, the Spelia. He said anybody that's interested in the Wasco sub-chief, he specifically said, I want to see your lineage. When he, when he talks about lineage, he's talking about the chiefs from down at the river. That's what he's talking about. And there, there, isn't, there wasn't one person that came up with any lineage. And I didn't have to show my lineage to him because Nelson's my relative and he knows. So that went on until he passed away and then we get a whole bunch of people that want to be a Wasco chief. And somehow they convince the council to put it up for a vote, a referendum vote. You can't have a vote like that. It says in the Constitution it shall be done by custom. And if you're going to, if you want to change the Constitution, it takes a constitutional amendment. It says it right in there. By the Secretary of the Interior. And nobody did that. Now I know we're going to have... Uh, a lot of feedback on that from a lot of different people. But I got, I got three opinions from three different lawyers from three different states. One from Montana, one from Idaho, one from Washington. These are all Native American attorneys. They all told me the same thing. in accordance with the Constitution and the bylaws that I should be the chief. But somehow we, they convinced the council to put it up for a vote. I mean, you have to go by the Constitution. I guess um, my question would be, um, you know, the role of the, the chiefs as part of tribal council is really, I mean, that was constructed in the Constitution and bylaws, which was in the, I think, was it 1938, 37, um, And so kind of what you're talking about, and I think what people forget, is that's, that's why there's chiefs on council. It's not that it was always that way before that. So, um, you know, when people lived at the river, and obviously there's, you know, two tribes that come from the river, um, you know, what's your understanding of the kinds of responsibilities that a, a chief would have from the old days? Or, you know, I mean, some of it's probably... Well, I kind of remember a little about it from my mother and dad, you know. Uh, way back then, you know, there, for 1938, uh, you were chief, you are put in there by the eldest ladies in the chieftainship families, how it worked back then. This is what my mother and dad told me. Uh, then you went in there, then you just assumed the position. But now, since we have a constitution, 
I think the chief and every councilman has to be sworn in to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution bylaws of the Confederated Tribes. This how it is now. Chief has to be sworn in also. He can't just assume the position anymore because of the Constitution taking an oath. Have you had a chance yet? It's probably too soon, but um, some of the... The fuzzy thing? Well, the fuzzy thing's there, but how it just disconnects and you have to hit it. Anyway, JR is rolling with it. Alright. How can they, or what's the tribes going to do for money, I guess? And, or have you... What's some of the big issues that the tribes are looking at right now? Well, I haven't got my feet wet yet, but uh, I think uh, top priorities is the next council that comes in is going to make or break the tribes. Uh, I think we should put councilmen in that care, care about the tribes. Not because he's your friend or relative. That's how most of the councilmen get in, because they have big families. Just like me, I have a big family, but I have a big responsibility to the people. I think we need to check in to uh, some of the casinos, both of them. One in Cascade Locks and the one here. I think they're both mistakes on where they're located or where they're trying to build them. <coughs> we need we need councilmen that can work together. I think the word is called compromise. Like I said before, progress and uh, politics don't mix mix very well. Do you have kind of a, a loosely prioritized list of things that you would like to see accomplished, say within five years, 10 years here on the reservation, or things that you see as big problems for the tribes that you'd like to see tribal council come together and begin working on some solutions? Well, the number one priority is probably get good councilmen in there. I was part of a thing called apportionment before, and we had enough uh, people vote for that on a basis of three of us. Three of us uh, got signatures for the apportionment. One was Rudy Clements, Alvis Smith Sr., and myself, Alfred Smith Jr. We were considered the bad guys. I think... Uh, a portion might work pretty good to the districts. And uh, maybe we might get a uh, little better councilman. 
And as far as the future goes, I really don't know, but I think one of the, one of my main concerns is just uh, Cascade Locks. I think we should, shouldn't put any more money into it. I can go way back from 15 years ago. I listened to a congresswoman from California. She talked about the Pequot Indians. She said, we're not sure they're, what she said is there. We're not sure they're Indians. Then she went on. She talked to the, about the casinos going to be built in California and whether they should be taxed or not. Now, this is becoming a reality. All them California casinos are battling the state of California over taxes. Now, this is one of the reasons why I would not like to see that casino in Cascade Locks built. I, I feel that one day that uh, they're going to have to start paying taxes. I'm, I'm against Cascade Locks. I never voted for it. And besides, we don't have the land in trust. Uh, New Jersey, Nevada, asked Congress about off-reservations casinos, and they came up with a solution that if you did not have your land in trust before 1988, you couldn't, cannot build a casino and we do not have that land in trust. It's got to be approved by, I, I think, uh, Salazar. When you get done with him, then you've got the governor to deal with, which uh, is against casinos at, Cas at casino at Cascade Locks. This is why I'm against it. I would like to see all the money that's spent on the casino every year at Cascade Locks I would like to see a stop to it. In my opinion, I don't think the uh, casino and Cascade Locks will ever get built. Too much politics. And besides, I think uh, the college tribe will probably get their land in trust before we will. And they're backed by the Mahegan Sun. As far as financing goes to build their casino, and it'll be the biggest casino in the Northwest. It's only 15 miles from Portland. Where do you think they're going to go? Cascade Locks? No. They'll, they'll go to uh, the College Tribe. It's just little ways. In, uh, in terms of education for young people, what are your thoughts on how this community can come together to ensure that all children, not just the gifted athletes, not just the gifted scholars, but all children have the opportunity for success at education here? How, how can this community, you know, kind of rise up and support the young people around here? Well, I've always been there for the younger people, you know. I made comments about uh, young kids. My concern is uh, for my my kids, my grandkids, and the unborn, this is the ones I worry about. I would like to see them all get some kind of an education, whether it's college or, or uh, vocational and technical. There's a lot of technical jobs out there that plays more money than blue-collar jobs. One of them is uh, electricians and plumbers. All of that 
electricians and plumbers are becoming of retirement age, there's going to be a big demand for it. For one electrician, he can make in excess of six figures by himself because of the demand for electricians. I'd like to see all the kids get educated, but uh, we've got to find a way to uh, bring them back and employ them here. They're kind of like an investment for us when we educate our kids. Uh, I would have liked to have seen this casino here built up there by the Sumnasho. He, he turn off, build it there. Uh, there's plenty of room for a casino. Start off small, you can build it. I'd like to see a motel, hotel built right onto the casino like the rest of them. There's plenty of room up there. There's room for a golf course, gasoline and diesel station. We need parking for truckers uh, down by the river. There's a, could put an RV park. People really like that down by the river, I think. These are my own opinions. I was, we had this in plan. Well, the tribal council asked us when I was on land use planning committee to pick a spot for the casino. So that's what we did. And we took it to the council. And I don't know whatever happened to our ideas, but I always thought it was a good idea. We could employ, uh, there's, when they built this casino down here, uh, it's built in the wrong spot. There's no room for anything down there. The only way you can go is build up. That's no good. No place for parking. Need a place for people to stay. The place to eat down there is too small. When they built this, they killed all economic development for the reservation. If we had it up there, we'd have plenty of jobs and opportunities for younger people. This is what I would have liked to see done. I mean, I guess just continuing on with economic development, um, you know, do you think the current strategies of how they're trying to support, you know, private business, um, you know, is that working? Um, you know, there, there still isn't a place you can buy a pair of Levi's in Warm Springs, you know, um, or, or like just, you know, any thoughts you have on, you know, what you think could succeed here as a private business, but also about the current system that exists to support that, that the tribe has? Well, my thoughts again would have been a casino built up there on top, any place up there, but uh, some of my thoughts are we can bring some of these companies in, like, uh, say, like uh, Walmart or something like that, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't know how the taxes would, uh, would be affected as far as Walmart, building something like that up there. I know people, a lot of people go to Walmart. They sell everything there, you know. This is, this is something I'd like to see in future years, maybe not in my generation, but for future generations. Uh, uh, maybe if we ever get out of debt here, we can use this building for something, you know. People like to play bingo, you know. That attracts a lot of people. 
let's start building it up there. You know, we've got plenty of room. I don't know why they want to build it here. Every time they want to do something, you want to cram it down here into Worm Springs. There's no room down here. Uh, they need to listen to the people. It's what they need to do. Uh, everybody knows it's a flood zone. Uh, there's a lot of things that come into that. Uh, uh, we can have a, uh, people can start businesses up there if we had it up on top, you know. Yeah, I think there'd be about plenty of opportunities up there, more than there is here. I know people don't like what I say, but these are my thoughts. I think of the casino as the future community center. That's what I think. I think that could be, you know, just throwing that out there to reuse it for that. Um, about culture, um, how important is it for the tribes to continue to, to teach the, the cultural ways here for everybody? Actually, you know, young people, old people, and sharing that knowledge, that, that seems to be a very vital kind of the Indian way, so to speak. Is, would you agree that that's important? I think it's very important. Well, one of the things I did a long time ago is uh, they told me that I couldn't travel, and I believe them. I believe in the old ways. Culture should be preserved. Uh, language should be taught. You know, uh, it's going to be lost one of these days. In I think in a couple of generations, we're going to have to have to start using DNA to identify who is an Indian or who isn't an Indian. This is what it's coming to. Uh, culture is very important, but you, you can't just go on culture. You have to uh, probably separate them a little bit, but they both go together. We have to keep up with times. If you don't, you're going to go downhill. Got to do do what people are doing off the reservation, but at the same time keep your culture. This is what I believe. Do you have any thoughts of um, you know talking about culture and language and sort of uh, you know trying to preserve? what we know now, there's probably some things already you know, lost. Um, if that, if you have an opinion or how you would approach, you know, there's some people who think that that's the responsibility of a family, um, but not all families have that knowledge, you know. Or, you know, is it is it helpful for, you know, the efforts that culture and heritage and those sorts of programs, um, you know, to try and preserve what we do still have? Well, I think that uh, Culture and Heritage has a pretty good program. Uh, I'm sure they don't know everything. Uh, they need to consult with their elders. Uh, we don't have too many elders left. I think we need to start talking to them and preserve all we can about our culture and heritage, where we came from. Most of the people here came from the river. 
They're all river Indians, the Columbia River. We were moved here by the government. Uh, I think his name was uh, Joel Palmer. He was a superintendent of Indian Affairs. Got the uh, treaty signed in 1855. They moved us here. And for all the people that don't know about this land here, <coughs> this land is where the northern Paiutes used to travel here. This is northern Paiute country that this reservation is on right now. How many people know that? I don't know. But I do a lot of reading on kind of like Indian history. Regarding management of timber resources on the reservation, um, one, is it being done in a, in a good way to, you know, when trees are harvested and they're getting replanted and so on? And then how much of an impact can the tribal council have on the timber industry here and the way it's managed and the way it's ran? Well, I think they're a big part of it. Uh, they have to have the right people to advise the council. But, uh, you know, timber is Amer America's renewable resource. They use it for a lot of things. They even use it for petroleum, you know, for gasoline and stuff like that. Paper, and homes, you know. It's, uh, I think it's managed pretty good, but uh, years ago, about 20 years ago, the forestry department said that we'd be at uh, 80 million board huge forever. Now we're down to 38 million. I think they made some uh, big mistakes back then. Uh, I think the annual allowable cut will be uh, $38 million for the next 10 years, and then the tribal council will take another look at it and then see where we're at. Uh, just a comment about this uh, biomass thing. Uh, I was all for it when it was small. Now they're trying to make it big. There's not enough biomass out there on a reservation to support a big biomass plant like they want. Not enough. They said, well, we're going to get it in a Deschutes National Forest. Okay, you go take a look at the Deschutes National Forest. It's all cleaned up out there. There's no biomass. All the biomass belongs to uh, uh, people, private Private people own that biomath, and they're not going to give it away. They know it's worth money, so you've got to go out, you got to cut it down, you got to send trucks out there to haul it back here, and that's, that's going to cost a lot of money. But all pertains to fuel. Now America runs on diesel every place you go. Buy more. Walmart, Safeway, uh, take a look at uh, all the stores, trucks deliver that, and that, that's fuel. Uh, we need to be uh, energy efficient. We need to get away from these Middle East countries. So when we start doing that, you're going to see fuel start going down.
have two like other topics. Okay. I'll just dive in with this first one. I just was wondering what your thoughts are on the tribe's use of um, the attorney firm that does a lot of work for Warm Springs. Um, whether, um, you know, I mean, there's sort of a common belief by a lot of people that, um, I, I guess this is my opinion, you know, I think the way it's supposed to work is tribal leadership makes decisions and then gets counsel from the tribal attorneys about how to proceed with what they want to do. And I think sometimes people perceive that, and obviously attorneys are a necessary thing in the world we live in, but some people, I think, think that um, the tribal attorneys are making decisions versus leadership making decisions. And I didn't know if you had an opinion on that or if that's just... Um, <coughs> You know, ways, I guess it's how could we better, I don't know, whatever you want to say. Well, sometimes I think attorneys are uh, a good thing on special issues, you know, that pertain to the law. But most of the time you don't need an attorney to make a simple decision. I think... Uh, if we need the attorneys, you know, have a special meeting or something like that, then have the attorneys come. Don't let them come when they want them. They're pretty expensive. And uh, I think a better way to do it is they got their law office up there. Maybe we can do it, talk to them online. Talk to them when we need them. Not for them to come clear down here, you know. They charge a mileage, everything else, you know. I, th I think they're they're an asset up to a certain point, and I think the tribes we get good counsel and they can make the decision by themselves. You know, when I was on land use, our chairman, his name was Rudy Clements. He said, uh, "We don't need no attorneys. If we need uh, we need you there, we'll call you. You come when we need you. Don't come when we don't need you." These are these are my opinions. They're they're not needed all the time, uh, just on legal matters. I think uh, big issues is uh, when we need those attorneys. That's my own personal opinion. I'm not speaking for Wasco people or that. This is my own personal opinion. And I don't want people drug into this. No, this is something that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I guess I would just go back to then, um, going back to your family, your um, mother and father, and just, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people do or don't know you, just because I've always known you. Um, but just, you know, how your family is related to other families and, you know, you know, that kind of thing, your brothers and sisters, your kids too probably, um, just how you're connected with other families here in Well, <clears throat> I'm just about related to everybody on the reservation, you know. Can't just go out and marry somebody if you're a relative, you know. I got a lot of relatives here. I got a lot of relatives in Yakima few in California. Uh, 
Father Smith. Uh, I'm just about related to everybody on the reservation. Uh, that's I think that's the best way I can answer it. Everybody's related, just about. And so your grandfather was Robert? Robert Smith was his name. And he's the one who had sons that kind of led to the different Smith groups. Yeah. That- uh, his, uh, Robert Smith's, uh, father's name was Robert Christine. He was a Polish Jew. He had a wife. He also had a common law wife. Her name was Lucy. And that's where Robert Smith came from. Robert Smith and Jasper Tufty were half-brothers. Now, everybody thinks Robert Smith was a white man, but he was half. I go way back. I can, We traced our family way back into the 1700s because they kept records back then of the uh, white people, but not of the Indians. I think far back as you go is to the early 1800s on a, Native American Indian, uh, get your most of your information on uh, Ancestry.com is where you get, get your answers. I've got some questions about the Wasco chieftainship in, in general. Um, you were selected by a popular vote in that whole process since the passing of uh, your former chief. Um, if anything, we learned a lot in the process. We learned a lot of Wasco history in through all those meetings and all those steps. But I'm curious, in your mind, what are your thoughts on what, what makes a good chief, um, you know, someone to, to lead their people? What qualities are, you know, should the chief have? Well, you have to have the confidence of the people first. Got to make good decisions, which is called common sense. That's all you have to have. Um, a lot of people think you should be educated. Uh, I'm educated a little bit. I know I know what's going on in this world. I'm up to date on everything. I think I can make good decisions uh, as far as the tribes goes. And another thing that I would like to mention is I think I represent the tribes because of the way I vote. It affects everybody. I'm open to a discussion with anybody, whether they're from North End, South End, or the Wasco people. I feel that I represent everybody just like the tribal council because of the way they vote. I guess now my, my follow-up question to that is um, your term is a lifetime term with tribal council and during that term do you 
Do you have plans or have you thought about perhaps naming a sub-chief so that in the you know future from now, um, that would just be a smooth transition and then that piece would still be represented or represented in the in the tribal council, so there's not like a two-year voice for the people missing. Well, like the Constitution says, it'll be done in accordance with custom. That's the way I want it. I got it by vote, which is wrong. That's not, that's not uh, according to custom. Most of the tribes do it the same way. Even... Even the superintendent, we took it to him and showed him. He said, this is the way we choose our chief. Uh, the other superintendent, what was his name? Uh, uh, Paul. Paul Young, yeah. He's from the uh, Eskimo tribe, and we told him the process. He said, you know, that's exactly the same way we, we select a chief. And I'm pretty sure that's the way the North Enders do it. And I talked to Myra. Uh, she comes from a chieftainship family, and they do it the same way. It's not by popular vote. It's, it's in accordance with custom, which I did. I had two chiefs there. Uh, one of them was named Wilbur Slockish. He's the chief of the Klickitat. He was MC. And we had Johnny Jackson, his chief, chief of the... Cascades, and he was there. We made sure that all our bases were covered, but uh, I want to get it back. Not popular vote, but in, in accordance with custom. It's the way I want it. I didn't want it by vote. I wanted it done by custom. I wanted to do it like the Constitution says. I know a lot of people ain't going to like it, but I guess I'm the Wasco chief. Thank you. You're welcome. So in a way, you've been chief all this two and a half years, but it just became, right, that was like the way to get everybody else to agree. Well, if <coughs> it, uh, if it, if it ends up in court, I think that's, that's how it's going to end up. Uh, I just want to, I don't want to open the floodgates to anything, you know, like uh, they say, well, the Waskos voted on it. They're going to do that same thing to the Wormspring tribe, and they're going to try and do the same thing. They said, well, the Wasco people did it. Same way with the Paiute tribe. He says, look how the Waskos choose their chief. I don't want that to happen. I want to close those floodgates. I want it done in accordance with custom. I didn't want to get in by popular vote. I wanted it done in accordance with custom. And that's what the Constitution says. It spells it out clear. And it was the same result, though. I mean, if it was done by customs, you still would have been the chief. Either way, I'd Either still way. be the chief since, that's yeah, that's 2004 with the ceremony because Nelson told us what to do. But we already knew how to do it. We just wanted his uh, input, you know. 
since he was the law school chief. He's, by the way, he's my relative, close relative. Would you say you learned a lot from him? Over the years, yeah. I, I learned a lot from my dad, my mother, from Nelson, uh, some of the people like George Aguilar, uh, Margaret Boyce. Those are the people I talk to all the time. Uh, one of my favorite people is uh, Theda Wolowitz. One of my favorite people. She's one of the Moscow elders. I have a lot of respect for all of them. This, this, my next question is going to maybe seem coming from right field a little bit, but um, domestic violence is a problem, not just in Warm Springs, but everywhere. Um, but what would you say? What, what would you say to people about? Uh, respecting the women in their families, particularly husbands, you know, who maybe cross the line or um, go too far. Yeah, I think it uh, comes under family violence, you know. I don't think that's right. You have to treat a lady with respect, which she deserves, you know. I don't like the violence that goes on here. I don't know how to correct it, but uh, what can you do, you know? Put them in jail or get out, you know? If you don't give them help, they're going to go back to the same thing. Violence, it's, it's not a good thing. There's a lot of it here. I know there is. There's a lot in Madras. Uh, I don't like to see it. I never did beat on a woman myself. Never. I wouldn't do that, especially violence toward kids also is a big issue. I hear it from my friend. His name is Foster Kalama. He don't tell me details or nothing. He just tells me about the violence and what the kids have to go through at their home. It's uh, not nice for little kids to see husband and wife fight or people that live together, you know. That's right. It's wrong. So I, I guess, uh, um, in a way, then what might be a good thing is to show by example, to demonstrate, you know, um, especially so that young children aren't exposed to violence, that to somehow demonstrate to these men um, that get carried away. That that's the wrong way, and there's you know there's there's a proper way to do that, you know to to respect all people, not you know women, younger people, older people. Yeah, I say I think that kind of starts in the home, but uh, we need uh, people to talk to them like uh, counselors, and uh, just explain to them that it's not right. Uh, counselors. When they're little, you know, they, I think they experience it. I think it's kind of like a, a wound that stays with you all your life. But uh, there's ways to get around that. Uh, they come from a violent family, you know. That's the way they think they should be, but it's not. It uh, should be taught in the school. Uh, kids that need counseling should have counseling. 
whether it be native or white or Hispanic or whatever, but there's a lot of it that goes on in Warm Springs and in Madras and probably all over the United States. Something needs to be done about it. And uh, I haven't seen the problem solved nationally. I don't know if it'll ever get solved. I'd like to ask this question. I think everybody I've ever invited into this room, I've asked this question to. And it's simply, what would be your message to young people about staying away from the things that can do harm to them? Drugs, violence, gangs. What would be your message for kids to stay on course, just kind of focus on the things that will lift them up and, and focus less on the things that will bring them down? Uh, I think one of the most important things is uh, getting educated uh, school-wise and getting educated uh, in uh, like violence and what's right and what's wrong. One of the things I noticed about uh, kids around here is uh, kids that come from poorer families kind of do pretty good in school. I mean, they, they want to get their way out of this, uh, I don't know what you call it. I guess it's violence. I would uh, encourage all the young kids to stay in school, get educated before they do anything else, before they even get married. Once you get married, that, that's, it's hard to go to school. Uh, get educated first, and then after that, It'll take care of itself. I'm good. I'm, I'm totally good. Is there anything that you want to say that, like, yeah. you, you had thought you want to make sure? I want to make sure I say this to the people. Well, one a message I'd like to send out that's to uh, all tribal members is when the election comes up for our tribal members. Uh, to select somebody they, th they think that'll do a good job uh, to help us get out of this financial disaster that we have right now. Make sure you put somebody in there they can work with. Uh, to encourage everybody to get out to vote and select somebody that's going to do a good job in council and help the tribes get out of this financial disaster that we're in. That would be one thought I had. I have a lot of thoughts about everything, but that's uh, one of the top priorities right now. For sure. All right, yeah. And, and, you know, you're only one man, so, <laughs> and so you know. Um, wow, that's great. Thank you for well, coming in here. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, and, you know, as you do get your feet wet, you know, if there's things that you want to have us pursue or, you know, as far as or even something stories you need to, to, say. to do or something you want to say. Yeah, if there's, like, anything you need to communicate to the people and you want to communicate it through the radio station, we are, the door's open. So. Use this, that's what I'm <laughs> well, <clears throat> I hope I gave the right answers to the question you guys ask. You know, I don't know everything. You know, 
Who does? Right. Really, from these things, I just kind of try to listen for the for the heart comments, you know, and and kind of make it so that people hear that part. So. Yeah, you know, one thing I learned is uh, think with your head and not your heart. Another thing my dad told me a long time ago, he's, he says, he talked about people, you know, if you don't have anything to say, sit down and shut up, that's what he said. There's a lot of people come and talk, you know, they get off the subject, you know, over here, that's, that's what he's talking about. If you don't have anything to say, sit down and shut up. So people accuse me of not talking enough but they're wrong. When it's relevant, I'll get up and talk, and I'll express my opinion, and I'll stand by it. I'll let people know how I voted. That's what I want them to know. I'm a pretty honest person, and I care about the people. I want to change it and go in a different direction. That's what I want. Cool. I know. Right there. It's like, all right, that was a good end. Um, no, that's great. And then, um, 